up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the TDM Show. I am back. I took my week-long nap. I feel so much better. I'm also Greg. I should probably uh, preface that up at the front side of things, huh? so you know we're always talking here. Uh, but as always, joined by some of the coolest dudes in Kansas City, one of them being one of the top 26 photographers. What's up, Matt? How you doing? Um, I don't know if I can hold that title for for very long, considering I haven't touched my camera in like a month and a half, two months. Listen, but until they do a new list, it's still listen, there. People be seventy five talking about <laughs> I was Grammy nominated in nineteen twelve. We don't care. Al yeah, still talking about his uh, his big game in football. Okay, in high school. So <laughs> honestly, if you're in a small town, and you can still talk about how you were the star quarterback for JV. Then I guess I can ride this out until it actually makes me some money. Um, but what's going on, guys? As always, it's your boy Matt. You can follow me on all social media at Matt underscore Gutu, where I always tweet mediocre takes on a lot of generally consumed pop culture. And of course, the overeducated, underpaid, and never sleeping Caleb. What up, dude? What's going on? I like that. Underpaid and never sleeping. Talk about talk about on point descriptions of your boy. Uh, Ah, it's just another day in paradise, you know, trying to survive, do what we got to do, playing some games when I find the time to. Um, but we're just making it. Both the so, gentlemen, uh, how I know you guys did a podcast last week without me. I don't listen to the podcast. I know it's kind of wrong because I'm on the podcast, but I hate the sound of my own voice. Did you all have a good week, though? Uh, fun? Yeah, we had a lot of fun. Might not have been as much game-related as we thought it would be, but... <laughs> hey, trading cards are still games. Yeah, hey, we so... never said it was a video game-only podcast. It's a game podcast. Right. We talked about trading card games for a good 45 minutes. Let me tell you. What a time to be alive. Yeah. It's a good podcast. We missed you. Glad to have you back. Let's get to, let's get to the shenanigans. So, did you guys play any games this week? Uh, I'll answer that real quick. No. <laughs> Uh, so I dabbled, I dabbled, I was on spring break, um, and we talked a little bit about this, uh, last episode. I watched this documentary about, like, the downfall of Bioware, um, and the guy was pretty optimistic. I thought it was a pretty fair documentary, it was just talking about how Bioware has basically, over the last 10, 20 years, lost all the amazing people that created, like, the amazing games that we remember now that's not to say that dragon age 4 is going to be bad but like 99 percent of the people who made dragon age inquisition mass effect are gone uh and since they've left we've gotten andromeda not so good anthem real bad and so that left me with a craving for like if this is going to be the last hurrah for those good people i want to jump back and finish inquisition so i dabbled in inquisition uh and then to have something jump in jump out i uh been doing call of duty zombies predominantly playing the outbreak mode it's easy jump on find four randos even if they don't know what they're doing i had somebody teach me so i know what to do so i just kind of be running around killing zombies getting points and that has pretty much been the extent of my gaming besides jumping into some payola mobile game called uh what is this game called x hero it's a card pack it's yeah so basically okay. it's a it's a i won't call it neopunk it's like one of those card collector's game right you open a pack of cards you get a bunch of heroes ranging from c heroes all the way to s pluses um and then you basically try to build a team 
you build a defensive team for multiplayer, you build an attack team for single player, and then you just basically try to acquire uh, multiple copies of the same hero in order to upgrade them and continue to better. So it's a very, very hamster wheelish, which for my ADD is good. I get on, do 10 things, fight 10 bosses, get off, go by my way. So a bit of a gotcha. Oh yeah, it's one. It's like the. It's like gotcha game here, uh, but it's actually pretty good. I'm not gonna lie. It from what I feel like it's it like I feel like the, whoever made this game looked at a bunch of different gotcha games and took the best parts of all those games and put it into one. Well, I mean, what's it called again? It's called X Hero. It's available on iPhone or Apple, and I believe also Android. You know what? And if you want to play it, you can go ahead and use my guest code. First non-sponsor sponsorship. What's the guest code? <laughs> oh, wait. Well, I guess I got to send it to you, which is dummy oh. whack. Um, yeah, this is dumb. Gift for invitation. I have to send you an invitation link. So here's what we're going to do. If you want to play X-Hero... Go ahead and hop over to Instagram, whoop-de-whoop, blah, blah, blah. You get the search button, and it's going to pop up. And then you're going to search for Old Man Mookie. You're going to see my face cheesing real hard, drinking a cup of sweet tea at my favorite coffee shop. Shout out to Parisi. All the all the non-sponsorships today are just coming out. And then you're going to send me a message and say, hey, I listened to the podcast. I want to play X-Hero with your invitation code, and I will send it to you. I might not add you, but I will send you that invitation. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm I'm kind of in the same boat as Matt. I am burning the candle at both ends and decided to light the middle of it on fire while I'm at it. Um, so I haven't really had any free time to play any video games. I have sold a lot of video games. I have talked about a lot of video games. Uh, but I think the only thing I've played is that Dragon Merge. Mm. And the only reason I've played that on my phone is just because I don't have to do anything. I just touched it a couple times between doing other stuff and carry on so hopefully this week i say that and no i probably won't i'll, I'll get in back into something i feel really bad because i'm kind of where i was before the pandemic where i want to play games but don't have the time to play games and then when i do have any free time i kind of play the uh netflix hulu hbo max disney plus funimation scrolling game where you look at all the stuff but you don't actually watch anything and then you fall asleep yeah, so, definitely played that a couple times this month. Been busy. Life is rough, but life is also real. So, got to keep on keeping on. You know what I mean? Yes, sir. But, gentlemen, let's talk about some video games. Now, this week has been kind of a lull um, in news. There hasn't been too much big. There's still some stuff out there, but nothing like, oh, man, it's so cool. Mm-hmm. But let's let, let's start talking about PlayStation. Did you guys see the next-gen VR controllers that PlayStation put up? Did not. Oh, I'm sorry. You're, you're, you're talking about uh, the Gundam remotes? <laughs> <laughs> the, the hand thongs. <laughs> okay. I, 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 like put I saw it, this I on put, Twitter. Yeah. So uh, about two weeks ago, I think now, PlayStation revealed, yes, we do have a PlayStation VR 2 coming out. It will be compatible with the PlayStation 5. And this week, just like random, we were like, hey, uh, look at our controllers. Uh, they look pretty cool, right? 
So they are going to have, uh, it's supposed to be more immer stronger immersion with adaptive triggers, haptic feedback, and finger touch detection and more. So it looks like a fairly comfortable controller. It also kind of looks like a, uh, a, a a take off of the Oculus controller. You guys have seen those, That's right? That's exactly what I was yeah. about to say. This looks like they've yeah. like looked at what's working in the market, which Oculus is leading the market as far as VR right now. And they're just copying what works. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, imitation is the greatest form of flattery, right? Yep, exactly. So, so it's, it's hey, we see you guys are doing something great. We're going to go ahead and copy it and try and imitate what you're doing. So I, I don't see anything wrong with that. I'm putting all these images inside the Discord so you guys can see what it all is popping up on the PlayStation blog where I'm getting all this information from. Um, I mean, it looks cool. I want to see the head unit myself. Yeah, I think that's going to be the most important thing is what does the head unit look like? Are we at the point technologically where it doesn't have to be connected to 14 different devices? So I think they said that it's still going to be wired to the console. I'm just hoping it's not a, a port in the back, an HDMI converter port, a box to plug in. A USB-C to the front of it, like as long, like you said, as long as not the fourteen thousand plugs. Cool. I don't know. I haven't played my VR in probably about two years. Yeah, I. It it does look cool, but I I I don't know. You can only handle so long of like sitting there and feeling like you're piloting an actual Gundam or being Doctor Strange at the same time. Like, but what do I know? What do I know? Here's where I see, like, I feel like this is, like, phase two, right? Uh, I think this would be cool for gaming lounges. There's VR arcades now. There's uh, this guy somewhere in the city basically bought an old airport hangar and turned it into this giant VR combat field. I think this is cool for places like that. I'm waiting for version three where we are headphones, headset, wireless, and, like, I know it's cheesy, and I know it's straight out of Ready Ready Player One, but like, if we can get something like VR gloves, that's when I'm in. That's when I buy in. So some of the cool features that I'm seeing on this already, uh, finger touch detection. The controller can detect your fingers without any, any pressing in the areas where you place the thumb, index, or middle fingers. This enables you to make more natural gestures with your hands during gameplay. So that's like that. That's I don't cool. know what that means for gameplay. It sounds really cool. Um, tracking the VR controller is tracked by the new VR headset through a tracking ring across the bottom of the controller. Like, I know it's such a minute thing, but not having to have the camera track these glowing orbs on the end of a black stick. Yeah. That's like, that's cool. Um, action buttons, analog sticks, like, I guess cosmetically, it's just such a stark contrast from the PlayStation 5 console. From I mean, we're just looking at the controllers right now, but they're all black. Whereas the controller for the PS5, the PS5 itself is predominantly white with black accents. So it's just weird to me that they're going with a completely... What, what I would assume, we're going to see a black unit out of this when we have the white box, more or less. So... It's cool. I like it. I'm intrigued by it. I still say that I want more 
practicality out of VR. I've said it before on the podcast. I've said it all the time. I want to be able to buy like a VR camera and send it to grandma and have her just put it on her table and I can see grandma, even if she can't see me in her house and her old VR or have a birthday party with that, go to sporting events, concerts, whatever, and just put the headset on and go. I don't need some cheesy avatar to be there, but like to be front row at a concert and not have to worry about the sweaty dude behind me. Like, wasn't that, wasn't that the whole commercial? I think it might've been Oculus or someone. No, it wasn't Oculus. Who was it? They did it with Zach, Zach Efron and uh, Jonah Hill. I believe it was where they were courtside at a NBA game, but they weren't there. Yeah. Yeah, and that's like that's I want that practicality. And I just I'm surprised that Sony, a company that, you know, produces music, doesn't have more involvement. In Cause if it was, you know, you pay what, ten bucks for a ticket, if you get thirty thousand people to go, thirty thousand times ten is a lot of people, and that's a lot more money they're gonna make out of, you know, people arriving at the concert. Cause you most places venues don't have thirty thousand people to fit in there. And that's just a small fraction of people that can show up. So, I mean, I don't know. I I want more practicality out of the VR. I hope we get to see more practicality out of the VR. Um, but I'm also intrigued to see what kind of impact these controllers will have on gameplay because the motion controllers from PlayStation 3 just aren't cutting. Yeah, agreed. I think, um, and this is a quick sidetrack, and we're not going to talk about this long. We'll be right back. I think technologies and demand for things like Bitcoin and NFTs um, will drive development in the VR realm very quickly. I think as NFTs become more known, if you don't know what it is, you have Google um, and YouTube and Wikipedia. Uh, I think NFTs will drive a lot of development in the VR space. And I think Sony doesn't want to miss that boat. So I I agree with you. I want more functionality out of it. I would love gloves where you just literally slip your fingers in gloves and that way you have more control. You could do all sorts of gang signs, hold a gun, wave peace sign, whatever, uh, whatever that is, um, whatever the future of that is. That's what I'm that's what I'm hoping for and looking for. And I think things like Bitcoin and NFTs drive development. of. I think Facebook it doesn't want to get left behind either. So well, let's see what Oculus 3 looks like. If I'm not mistaken, you know that the glove from Ready Player One is uh, retro, right? Yeah, I understand that. Power glove from the regular Nintendo. Yeah, yeah. Bro, that thing was. Bro, that thing was so. That hideous. thing was. That thing was for skiing, bro. Bro, why does it feel like Back to the Future? The like, not just like a moment, or like the entire movie. It feels like Back to the Future. It is. I mean, it, it's, it's, it's the it's, DeLorean it's, glove form. Exactly. I mean, there's an actual <laughs> yeah. DeLorean in there. Um, I think the Air Mags, no, not the Air Mags are not in there, but the skateboard from Back to the Future is in there. Like, Already played one, yeah. Yeah, it's a giant callback to all things retro. So, And then Tracer is in there. <laughs> well, there was a ton of video game characters in that movie. Stupid amounts. Um, but keep it on that PlayStation train. Um, PlayStation at Home 2021 is updating their thing. If you remember, PlayStation at Home was kind of PlayStation's way of saying, stay home, be safe, play some video games. We're going to give you some stuff for free. 
Um, so they're adding 10 free games to the list coming available this spring. They're adding Res Infinite, which was a launch game on PS4, if I'm not mistaken. Um, if I am mistaken, uh, then I have no idea what that game is. Uh, I think they you have think of Oh, I am thinking of Resogun. Thank you. Appreciate it. So it's definitely not a launch game for the PlayStation 4. Uh, Abzu is on there. The Witness, which is a very puzzle-based game. Um, Enter the Gungeon. Subnautica, which is actually getting a sequel follow-up DLC package coming out physically and digitally. Um, Moss VR. Astrobot Rescue Mission for VR. Paper Beast for PlayStation VR. And Thumper for the VR. So... I mean, pretty pretty significant amount of different games. Res Infinite. Let's look. Uh, prepare yourself for the ultimate version of Res, a thrilling journey of sights and sounds and shooting action remastered and upgraded by members of the original development team. Cool. Elevator pitch there. Doesn't do much to tell me what the game is, though. So what, thoughts on this one, guys? You guys going to download any of these, play them in, any of them? Um, I don't. I don't know. I don't know. Like I'll 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 glance at them. We'll see. We'll see. And because we clearly have so much time to play games these days. Uh, uh, one that's not on that original list is on the nineteenth of April. You'll be able to play um, Horizon Zero Dawn if you have not yet already. My one thing with this list is I think I own seven out of ten of these. I don't own any of the indie ones, so again, my backlog just continues to get ever more expansive. So it is what it is at this point. Um, I'll try it. I think if Dungeon, I ever get Dungeon that seems kind of interesting. I might try that one. If I ever get that wild hair and hook up the VR again, I think I would play Moss. It it's a really interesting looking game. I'm uh, really intrigued by it. Astrobot, Astro's Playroom, or Astro Rescue Mission, rather. That's another one that's tons. Like, I've played a little bit of it. It's a really cool take on the platformer um, concept because you, your camera is, the, your VR unit is the camera, and you still control them like you normally would with the controller. But, like, as you move around, you change the perspective of where you're playing from. So, like, you can see different parts of the room stuff like that like really cool take on it really interesting fun game the other ones i haven't played much at all witness i have played not a big puzzle fan too stupid for that witness is that one that was like basically built as like this universe of puzzles right like one puzzle each. yeah it's i remember that one now I remember, and like they have like different sections. It. Yeah, they have different sections that have different styles of puzzles. And as yeah, you progress yeah, yeah. through each section, yeah, yeah, like yeah. the puzzles get harder and harder, but they all have one massive puzzle to solve. Like, yeah, it's, so the whole world is one puzzle. Really cool. But then, like, different yeah. puzzles, like, and like it basically like you solve a puzzle and it teaches you a skill that will become like critical in the next section of puzzles. I remember that yep. game. I remember feeling like, hey, I'm an educated person. I feel real stupid right now. I'm not doing this. I I got through like the first 15 puzzles and was like, oh yeah, this is good. This is easy. And then I just hit a point where it was like somebody nope. smacked me the dome and I lost all ability to think. Like it did not make sense. No, and again, mm. I cool. like that, that's a game that you can't, it's not one of those things where you pick up and put down as which with most puzzle games. If you put it down, 
you have to go back to the beginning because you're not going to remember. Um, but I do remember the soundtrack to that game being one of the best, most calming, like, musical scores I've ever heard in my life. Here. Uh, let's keep on moving with Sony. So Sony jointly acquires fighting game tournament Evo. Did you guys see this? I did not, but that's awesome. So mm-hmm. coming from GameIndustry.biz, uh, Sony Interactive Entertainment has acquired Evolution Championship Series alongside a new esport company called RTS. Uh, Evo, if you're not familiar, is um, kind of the big fighting tournament. They do they, they announce new games every now and then. They do primarily like Street Fighter, uh, Grand Blue, get, Smash Bros. Killed, before we get killed, Evo is not kind of big. Evo is the biggest fighting tournament. Okay, you're right. It's it's the biggest fighting tournament, but in like the grand scheme of like most gamers, it's kind of big. It's not yeah, yeah, it's exactly. not your Call of Duty size. It's, it's not, not like it's, yeah, exactly. It's not the it's not the spring invitation for C. Dota. It's not Dota. Yeah. It's not the the Fortnite championship is literally like the next World Cup. Um, they actually yeah. call it the Fortnite Cup. Um, but as far as like fighting goes, it's oh, Evo. it's the biggest. It's Evo, yeah. and then everything else is under Evo. But yeah, known for like I said, fighting game tournaments. They do Mar- uh, Mortal Kombat, Tekken, Street Fighter, Smash Bros. I think last year they did Grand Blue and a bunch of other stuff. Yep. Um, but uh, yeah, they acquired half of them. New venture, like it's it's gonna be interesting to see how this plays out, the impact this has on everything. Uh, RTS CEO Stuart Saw uh, said, you know, Evo is a u- unique and iconic community, unlike any other in the fighting game space. And we're proud to be partnering with SIE team and the legends that are Tom and Tony, as well as Mark Julio and head of business development. So, like, I don't know if this is going to impact any of us here on the podcast, because I don't think any of us actually play fighting games. But I hope that and this this is one of those things where the VR can come in handy. You want to go watch Evo? Boom. Yep. You're in the PlayStation VR and you're at Evo watching Evo like I. I have great respect for the people that play the game. Any one of these fighting games, because I look at the fighting game and I'm like, you know, kick punch, it's all in the mind kind of style, just hitting buttons and smashing things. And these dudes are like, oh, it's a half a screen click to hit this button. It's like, bro, you are breaking this game down far more than I could ever possibly imagine. Like, have you ever talked to anybody who plays fighting games like that? Yeah, one of my really, really good friends, Andreas, actually, shout out to... Shout out to Andreas. I need to plug him and have him on the podcast one time. He uh, competes at fighting game tournaments. He's really, really good. He tried to teach me to count frames in Mortal Kombat, and I was like, okay, this guy is actually speaking, like, rocket science. It's insane how, like, detailed some of these things are. I mean, like, you drop a half frame, and they will punish you for half your life bar. And I'm just like... It's I like when chefs take a spoon. Right, a, B, a, B. Yep. Look, Eddie Gordo all day, all day. Um, <laughs> but it's like when chefs take a spoonful of some random food and they mm-hmm. list every ingredient in there, and you're like, it just, it just tastes like chili. Like I don't know what you're talking about. Come on, man. So uh, interesting. Like I said, we'll see how it all plays out. We'll see what the impact it has on everything in the gaming community. Um, hopefully they'll draw more attention to Evo so that more people will get kind of the ins and outs of it. Um, but you know, only time will tell. Nobody knows anything until they actually tell us. All right. Yep. What else we got here? 
let's <laughs> let's talk about what I love to talk about. Let's talk about some Final Fantasy VII. Mm. News just keeps coming on all this stuff. Uh, so today we actually got you know another trailer for Final Fantasy VII Intergrade, which is coming out June 10th. And boy, am I excited for that! Um, coming out for the PlayStation Five. Again, if you already have Final Fantasy VII, my understanding is there will be a free upgrade to the PlayStation Five version as long as you purchased it, um, and then you can pay the extra for the integrated DLC. Now, if you got the PlayStation Plus version, that does not have a free upgrade, so, so you will have to purchase the game one way or another. So here's my question. If we purchased the game disc-wise, right, but we downloaded the digital version, if we buy the game digital, the digital... version, if you buy it digitally, you'll be good. But if you are doing the free PlayStation See, Plus version. Now it's all tricky. I'm oh, this, this whole thing is crazy. That's why I got my copy of Final Fantasy VII Integrated pre-ordered for the PS5, because I'm just going to have like 17 copies of this game. Yeah, is there a collector's edition of that? <laughs> well, no. I guess it's time, to, it's time to go pre-order my copy. Hmm. Real upset about that, because I would love to see like a different character. Like I said, I didn't get the last one because I don't like the player, the art action figure they had with it, but um, we are going to that game. Like I said, comes out on the on the tenth of June. They showed off some more footage. They showed off some more stuff about Yuffie, which I am stupid excited for. Everything kind of looks like Yuffie's stories kind of played in the background, so she's always witnessing stuff that Cloud, Barrett, and Tifa are all doing, but not actually interacting with them, which I really really like. Um, adds a little different aspect to it because if you've played Matt, have you played through the original Final Fantasy VII yet? No, no, not yet. Caleb, have you played through it? Nope. So Yuffie was like one of the one of two special unlockable characters you get, and you had to do a certain sequence of things and give the correct answers for to join your team, but you didn't see her until long after Midgar. So to see her actually like in Midgar is is really interesting really really intrigued by that um but you know I'll buy that game for like 17th time because that's all i do is buy final fantasy 7 in different formats uh, all right so and then final fantasy 7 ever crisis so this is the mobile game that they're going to release next year um this is it's going to be free to play this is the one that's going to cover uh dirt of service it's going to cover the actual Ever Crisis that we never got here in mobile in the States. It only released in Japan. Uh, it's going to cover Final Fantasy VII. I'm pretty sure Advent Children, Final Fantasy VII Remake, a um, bunch of, like, anything Final Fantasy VII legit is Crisis Core. We'll all be on here, but they're going to do it in free-to-play mode. So it's going to be released in chapters. And the first 10 chapters are going to cover... OG Final Fantasy VII from the PlayStation 1 era. Uh, the thing that that Caleb doesn't like um, is this coming from IGN. The monetized element is basically, basically loot boxes containing random weapons. Some of the special weapons also come as a set that includes new costumes that were not in the original game, adding in a new way to enjoy the story that you won't have seen before. 
Yeah, but they say enjoy the story. It means adding a new way for you to spend money. So here's my thing and that I don't understand. Um, and I get it. Square Enix is a publisher. There are different development houses underneath that umbrella that is Square Enix. Square Enix is getting ready to publish a game by developers people can fly called Outriders. Whatever the name of that game is. That game looks like fun. Has a lot of potential. We'll see what happens there. That game is going in the opposite direction and it's going, uh, you pay for your game, there's no microtransactions, whatever, like whatsoever. You just get what you get in the game, and they're not doing any payola. So for me, it's just like, why the, like, why the split? Like, I feel like you should give everyone the opportunity to get everything without having to pay extra. That is my biggest gripe. Now, I don't know if they disclosed, this disclosed where you can earn that without having to like pay extra or what the conversion rate is. But based on last week's episode, you guys know I am burned and scarred by 2K. 2K literally has ruined, like I don't actually mind loot boxes except for the way 2K did it. And 2K was so bad at it and it became so profitable that a lot of people copied that model. And I'm saying, thank goodness we've gotten away from that because it's just so bad. I mean, look how Look how bogged down some of those Star Wars games were because of loot boxes. One of my favorite single-player games ever was completely ruined by loot boxes. Uh, Shadow of War, the sequel to Shadow of Mordor, like, would have been great had they not implemented literally loot boxes into getting your, orgor, your, your ogres and your captains. I'm like, this is dumb. This is dumb. This is a system that, on mobile, is very profitable, yeah. But, like, I don't think it garners any fan favor but then again this is just me speaking yeah and i mean i'm going into this with uh optimistic pessimism or pessimistic optimism like i i'm excited the game's coming out because like i always say if it's final fantasy just take my damn money um but it's they say it's only for weapons so my one thing is one can you earn weapons in the game because if you can earn weapons in the game then Buying extra weapons is just not needed, required. But if it comes to a point where you have to buy the weapons to actually get better, that's when I'll, I'll have my issue with it. And I'll still begrudgingly be that guy who still gives them money just because I want to play through the story because I'm, I'm that dumb. Um, but it's because it's just weapons for me, I don't feel so bad. It's It seems like they're kind of going, I hope they don't go that whole gotcha mechanic where it's, Oh, you got 15 weapons. They're all the same one, mm. but one of them is rated a C quality, and and one of them is rated an S quality, and then you have the spectrum between them. Um, so I hope it's not something like that. If it's gonna loot boxes, I hope it's more of like the Overwatch style. Even though I don't think Overwatch's loot boxes are perfect, it's just what I do know. Uh, where you just get random stuff, and hopefully you don't get duplicates. Usually it doesn't work out. I don't care. I'm still looking forward to this. I will complain about the loot boxes when they come if they're broken or they they ruin the game. But I like I said, I'm still gonna play this. I I can't wait. It's gonna cover uh like yeah, Advent Children before Crisis, Crisis Core, and Dirge of Service. Um, they're gonna cover the you know the founding of the soldier, the first soldier, which is the battle royale game that's supposed to come out to mobile from Final Fantasy this year. Yep. Um, so we'll get to see a bunch of like younger uh, versions of Sephiroth, of Zack, and all kinds of other uh, soldiers that we see throughout the Final 
Final Fantasy time seven timeline. Um, I think what has me most intrigued about this is it's it almost feels like they're adding um, like they're they're making that whole Final Fantasy seven remake is in a different timeline metaverse kind of thing feel real. Yeah. Like they're ju- they just want people to know where it was originally and doing it in the cheapest way possible and easiest way so that, that way when they play the the remake they they understand the difference. Yeah. Okay. I, I well, I mean about, that that whatever. that gives me I guess a little bit more hope, but I'm just like right now if it's if it's loot boxes or payola or gotcha or whatever word you want to use. And it's outside of a mobile game. I'm just like, bro, what are you doing? Like, no, I'm I'm right there with you. Like, if I'm playing a console and it's got a gotcha mechanic that you've paid for, I'm out. Yeah, right. just, but just, I guess just makes no sense. But we'll, they haven't missed with the Final Fantasy yet. So, I guess and balls in their court. We gotta trust them. Another thing that might come into play is like, what's what's the price point on it? Like, because I know some games like, oh, it's it's a dollar for a roll or whatever, or you can spend X amount of dollars. But usually in most of the games, it's you have to have this currency to do to buy these gotcha mechanic items. And the currency comes in increments that don't equate equally to the gotcha mechanic roll. And so, like, there's this whole, like, weird currency exchange rate that you have to get into and then it just becomes too expensive and nobody seems to really care anymore and like that that's when they get me yeah oh. um, even call of duty like i like the way call of duty is doing it right so you got a battle pass boom boom boom. you've got a battle pass you can buy the battle pass and it's like 10 bucks for a thousand coins right you buy the if like here's the thing if you play call of duty enough right you buy the battle pass once there's enough coins within the battle pass for you to get your next battle pass for free, right? They also give you the option to buy cosmetic things with coins or cash. Now, it's up to you. Do you spend your coins on uh, the dragon, in, enter the dragon skin? Do you spend your coins on the battle pass where you get guns? And like They give you multiple options and multiple ways to earn stuff that's in the game, right? They never force you to buy anything. I think the battle pass is a little bit forced, but like I said, if you pay $10 once and you play enough, you can always earn that battle pass for free. So I give them that out. If Square Enix can do that, I'm happy. I'm just cautious. Yeah, I mean, if if they give me the ability to buy like Final Fantasy VII OG ultimate weapons, like, you know, the end game weapons you get, like missing score for Barrett or ultimate weapon for Cloud, uh, Princess Guard, like I'm, I will give you my money to buy that in game, so I never have to buy them again. Yep. But Call of Duty is the same kind of style that Fortnite does, and I agree with you. That is a fantastic business model where you can keep spending money, but they also give you enough coins to get it for free. But most people don't do that because they buy the cosmetics with the coins they earn, and they end up buying the battle pass anyway. So like. It's a great it's it's a great way to do it. I love it. I'm here for it. Um, I hope the game is good. I can't wait to play the game. I just uh, when is the first soldier game coming out so I can play a battle royale that I don't like that I want to play. So 
Uh, on other news with Final Fantasy, they did say that there will be no DLC for Final Fantasy VII Remake, uh, that the integrated stuff with Yuffie was there. Like, they were, it's not DLC to them. This was for them, like, the upgrade model that they wanted to do to add for the PS5. Um, so we are not going to get any more DLC for Final Fantasy VII Remake. They are gung-ho working hard on the, the follow-up to it. So hopefully when Square Enix does their next Square Enix present this summer, we will get more information. Speaking of which, did you guys watch the Square Enix presents? No, I caught it. I caught the IGN recap. All right. Uh, was there anything from the IGN recap that really had you intrigued? Um, Project uh, Atelier, which is now Forspoken. Yep, yep. That, yep. Looks, that, looks, from, that looks phenomenal. First of all, there's dragons. Who's gonna who's gonna complain about dragons? Nobody. Second of all, um, this looks like another um, interesting standalone main character that we're gonna get to follow her story. Uh, and again, another female character in International Women's Month. Let's go. Um, I didn't see combat, which had me a little bit like, ah, I hope I hope it's not just like a parkour game in like the open. But what I've seen, did, I'm liking. They did show off a little bit of combat combat at the end of the trailer. Okay, maybe I missed it, it then. It, it 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 was like real quick. Like if you don't, it's not like too in depth. All it shows is her like doing some weird or whatever with her hands, and all of a sudden vines popped up out of the ground and attacked some boars. Um, so it looks cool. It has kind of that travel mechanic that they had in Final Fantasy 15 with Noctis. Kind of had a little vibe of that going in there. I love the way they presented it where they were like, hey, here's our main actress. Uh, she's going to tell you about the game. She's going to tell you the title. She's going to tell you all the stuff about the game, which I really enjoy where it's putting the, the actress, the actors in the limelight, the focus and giving them you know, the platform I think they do for all the hard work they do, not just the pay. Yeah, I'm right there with you. Uh, Project Athea, if you remember, this was the one that they showed off at PlayStation 5's game reveal event last year. Yeah. And it, we all thought it was like a Final Fantasy spin-off side title. Uh, but they also showed off Black Panther for Marvel's Avengers. Um, you guys excited for that? Do you guys Have you guys played that at all? Nope. After, after the demo... Didn't touch it with a 10-foot pole. But I did see the Black Panther thing. And not going to lie, Black Panther looks really cool. But it's too little, too late, question mark? Yep. I agree. Um, I feel like the, the boat, the ship, has not only sailed, it ran into an iceberg and sunk to the bottom of the ocean. I don't care. Uh, <laughs> um, because, I mean, it's an apt metaphor. This game was supposed to be huge. This was supposed to be, like like our continuation of like the the Avengers of the adventures of the Avengers and this is just I think poor partly poor messaging on the developer side I don't know if the get the budget that they deserved um this game should not have been marketed as a Avengers assemble game this game should have been marketed as a Miss Marvel game in the universe that the Avengers exist in and it should have been marketed as a beat-em-up game 
I think it would have seen significantly more success that way because expectations were through the roof when we first got it. And then that demo was just like, oh, no. I feel like this is like Marvel's Destiny, mm. not only in the way it plays, but also in the way like the fan base. Like you have the people who play it regularly who love the game. And like I still hear and see whispers and rumors and people chatting about how much they love Marvel's Avengers. But getting into it as an outsider at this point, and, and it's not even that far along, so you could probably still jump in fairly easily, but it's just, it almost feels like it's overwhelming, and it's quickly going to get to that point where Destiny gets, where I tried to jump into Destiny, what, last year with you guys? Yeah. And I was so lost and confused that I was like, nah, man, I'm out. So it's like, I, I'm glad they're still working on it. I'm glad they're still, you know, people are getting paid to do their jobs um people are still like talking about it and wanting to play but i'm with you guys it's not for me it's cool i like it interesting not playing it uh they also showed off life is strange true colors announced for 2021 we're releasing a collection for life is strange uh showed off hawkeye preview for marvel's avengers outriders have you guys been playing outriders I played the demo. Mm -hmm. I actually need to re-download the demo and then pre-order the game because um, what what I played I liked. I have I have some real concerns, which is what keeps me like keeps holding me back from um, actually playing the game. So, like the story is going to be whatever. I think it could be a serviceable story. I think I mean more of a story than Destiny or Destiny Two had. Um, so there's already that. Um, for some reason. It feels like they were filming a Hollywood movie, right? But they gave the main camera to the intern. And then when they were editing it, they had the intern hire his cousin and his friend to edit it. Like, sometimes there's just, like, weird jump cuts and, like, the audio doesn't match. I'm like, this isn't, like, anime, bro. Like, his mouth should, like, he, he voiced this in English. You have his face. It shouldn't be that hard for audio to match video again i'm not in the i'm not in the business i can't speak for how difficult it is i have edited video with separate audio and it wasn't that hard for me and i'm really like noobish so i'm concerned as to the stability of like how the game runs once we're out of cutscenes, the actions the action's really good i don't want to say it's flawless but it's really really good and there is this power dynamic that's really satisfying the loot so far i would say is in between diablo 3 at launch and borderlands 2 if if you guys played either of those games you know what that means it means it's like it's not terrible but mm. it's not great there's good paths to it but there's definitely room for improvement that's the best way i can explain it so in between diablo 3 at launch and borderlands 2 that's how i would say but yeah, there's there's something super satisfying about teleporting behind somebody and then just unloading all with an automatic shotgun and it's just like tink 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 body parts, really really satisfying. You could tell that these people like took a lot of inspiration from people like like Gears of War, a lot of inspiration from Gears of War. I don't know. It's I, I think I'm kind of getting over the whole shooter thing. Like there are some games that I really like, but. I don't know. I I should probably play the demo, but I've got so much other stuff going on that I'm not too worried about it. 
It is going to be free on Game Pass, so... You can pick it up there, yeah. We'll see. Uh, and they showed off the Tomb Raider Definitive Survivor Trilogy uh, for PlayStation and Xbox, and I'm assuming PC to go with that as well. So all three games, uh, Tomb Raider, Rise of Tomb Raider, and Shadow of the Tomb Raider will all be bundled together. So if for some reason you haven't played these in the last eight years, you can go ahead and play them now. Um, Croft Manor is going to be in Fortnite. Tomb Raider Cookbook. What's in a Tomb Raider Cookbook? I, I Why are these video games? I was wondering that as well. I have no clue. It's probably the like, I don't understand. Saying why venison. all these video games, yeah, all these video games are getting cookbooks now. Like, who wants to eat a radioactive rat from Fallout? Like, yeah. I, mm. I, I don't understand this. Like, I guess I get it when you have a lot of cooking in a game, like World of Warcraft. There's a lot of cooking recipes in that game, so to make something out of that, that's interesting. The one game I want a cookbook for, Final Fantasy 15. Yes, exactly. Give me the cookbook for Final Fantasy 15. That's a lot of weird, interesting foods. I love to see people's takes on it. It's like Elder Scrolls, Fallout, I, I, Laura, yeah, Rabbit no. on a Stick. The is that what you're going to have me cook? Elder Scrolls is a sweet roll, and I can literally walk into any Walmart in America and just buy a honey bun, and same same result. It's a sweet roll. There you go. Yeah. I don't know. That's that's a weird take on it. I I guess you do what you do. Uh, speaking of weird takes, Just Cause Mobile. Not touching that with a 10-foot pole. Sorry. Okay, we're done with that one. Uh, Project <laughs> Hitman Sniper Assassins announced. You guys watch this at all? Uh, eh, I mean, it's there. Like, Hitman is Hitman. Is Hitman. Like, I love the fact that this series has seen a, like this resurgence that started with Hitman Go. But, like, uh, Hitman is Hitman, so... Uh, they also showed off the Space Invaders mobile AR teaser trailer, so it's a teaser trailer, so it really has no significance in my mind. Um, and then, of course, they introduced the most important feature that's going to be required for this game so that you guys can talk trash about how bad this game is, because there's, there's honestly no way this game's going to be good. I cannot wait to see the reviews for this this week when it comes <laughs> out. Ballet in Wonderland is going to have co-op gameplay trailer. Have you guys yet played that demo? Nope. No. Okay. I'm going to keep talking about it. I need you to play that demo just so we can just all over that thing. Because it is so... It probably took me 30 minutes. It is so bad. So bad. Like, I haven't played a demo this bad since... I don't know. It, it. This is the game that came for free with your Pizza Hut order back in 1998. That's how bad this demo is. It, it's. I don't understand how this game is getting produced. I. Maybe there's something I'm missing. Maybe I'm not the target audience and we aren't, but it's so weird. What's you said it's called what again? Uh, Balan Wonderland. B-A-L-A-N Wonderland. Bro, I can't it's even awesome. find this junk. Everything. Yeah, I'm so I'm on my PlayStation app and I'm trying to search for it. And it oh, B A L A N. Okay, so I see it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead and uh, just 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 download that demo for me. Play it tonight, and even if you just send me a text message, 
just so I know we, we, we can all talk tr- mad trash about this next week because I, I want some of this the... game for free. Yeah, seeing some of the screenshots for this, I'm just... It might be a time. It might be a time. It's an adventure, man. It's, it is so weird. So out there. Like, the cutscenes are so anime and pretty-like. And then you play the game and you're just like, oof. What happened? Why'd you do this? Uh, but yeah, I mean, co-op's going to be in there. So that's cool, Ooh. I guess. Uh, Yikes. What? I'm seeing some of the screenshots and I am... Bro, I wait till you... am worried. Wait till you play it. It is... It is simple as all get out. There's nothing hard about this whatsoever. It's, it, I no. Uh, Bubble Bubble, four friends. The Baron is back, is coming to Steam. Bubble Bubble. Darius, uh, Cosmic Revelation flies to PS4 and Switch. What is this? Huh, I guess I should have watched this. I have no idea what that is. And Toho Spell Bubble. Okay. Yeah, I didn't, I'm not going to lie, guys. I didn't watch the, the Square Enix Presents thing. They announced it, and they told us all the games they were going to talk about. And the, they didn't mention, if I recall correctly, Athea or Forspoken. Oh, yeah. The is. one that they showed uh, at uh, Summer of Game Fest or whatever last year. Yeah. Well, that, that's the first one we started talking about with the, you know, she, the video cuts off and or starts up and it's um mf or dragon and it, like it's really pretty looking really cool outside of that game i don't care about any of these mm-hmm. and i i just can't be bothered with my little amount of free time that i have to watch something i don't care about right now i know it sounds messed up but i got i got, I got a finite amount of time um <clears throat> let's talk let's talk about upcoming games so we got two new dates from some games um, this week. Do you guys want to go super nerdy or semi-nerdy? Let's go super nerdy. Why not? We're already here. Super nerdy. So uh, Spencer's excited, uh, but as he told me, just wait off on it and you can buy a copy at a discount. Shimagami Tensei 3 Nocturnes HD is coming out this year. It is going to be released on May 25th. You guys care so again i need to have coffee with rich homie spencer because i still don't see a difference between shin megami tensei 3 and persona 3 besides characters i don't know enough about persona 3 to give any sort of argument Fam, on this listen one. the monsters look the same There's oh yeah i remember you saying this stuff that the, like i legitimately just thought like you know how uh Resident Evil has a different name in Japan. For the entire existence of my human life, I thought Shin Megami Tensei was just the Japanese name for Persona. So, if it's coming, I I, I want to see what it is and be convinced that this isn't Persona Three. Somebody got to convince me. If I got to do it myself, I will. I mean the. Translation of is rebirth slash reincarnation of the goddess. Yeah, I I don't know Persona Three. 
like I said, well enough to even defend or argue or agree on, on that statement. Um, from the gameplay trailer, it doesn't look like a Persona game quite as much because it's more like RPG. It's it's far more up my alley than Persona is because I don't like the you know building of relationships in into video games. Gotcha. You have you have to work at those, and as you guys know, I'm not the greatest at that. I'm just I'm just here for a good time, not a long time. So you know, what was that look for, Caleb? Like, I knew it was coming. Right. I knew it was coming. I was like, here we go. I'm here for a good time, not long. Time. <laughs> Gotta love it. But uh, gotta love it. But no, that's coming out. Uh, like I said, May 25, and then a I think it's a month later. Let me double check this real quick. Uh, yeah, a month later, on June 25th, we're going to get Scarlet Nexus. This, you guys remember this one? This was originally revealed with the Xbox Series console. Mm. And we all thought it was going to be exclusive on there. It's the Bandai Namco um, anime RPG. Looks really cool. I'm super excited for it. Got my copy pre-ordered because you know that's what I do because I just buy too many games that I can't ever play. I mean, yeah, you got to do what you got to do. Ain't nobody going to hold you. <laughs> Look, one day I'm going to be an old man. I'm going to be sitting in front of a TV at a folks' home. And I'll be like, yo, fam, I got all kinds of games to play. I never played as a kid. Yeah, that backlog is going to be extensive. Young girl, man. Look, hopefully, I probably won't ever get to, but hopefully I'll get to retire. And I'm just going to sit at home and play video games. Sounds like a plan, my G. Sounds like a plan. Have we... I know we talked about it before it happened, but since, like, it officially happened, have we discussed the Bethesda purchase of... uh, by Microsoft and the things Uncle Phil is saying and the things Uncle Phil isn't saying? I have not. I didn't know if you guys talked about that last week or not. We did not. We talked about (laughs) (laughs) Yu-Gi-Oh! And I knew... I wanted to save it until you were here... Because I knew Matt would be like, yo, is it Halo? No. <laughs> then I don't know nothing about it. Which, is honestly, he wrong, though? <laughs> here's my thing. That's my favorite thing about Matt. Consistency. My man does not deviate. Is it Halo? No? Keep it pushing. <laughs> Look, all I'm saying is you've never seen me and Steph Curry in the same room. <laughs> I mean, by uh, that logic, you've never seen me and Steph Curry in the same room either. Hey, and I'm I'm not gonna like I use it. You can use it. I'm not gonna hold you to it. But the thing is, like, <laughs> we both can't be Steph Curry. <laughs> Listen, one of y'all gotta be Steph. Can't be two Clays in the room. <laughs> also, just real quick, um, or shout out Oral Roberts. They're in the Sweet 16. Listen, listen. Illinois has gone home, and everyone has burned their brackets. R. Honestly, RIP I... to everyone who had Illinois winning it. Because, my goodness, <laughs> what a march. Listen, KU's Oof. still in it. I have hope. Bro. <laughs> Gonzaga I... might lose tomorrow. <laughs> Honestly, if anyone still has a perfect bracket. No, none exist. You're they, lying. You're they, lying. They were decimated. By Oral Roberts and North Carolina going home in the first round. Wow, what a time to be alive. Who would have thought it? Who would have thunk it? I'm trying to find the actual information, so keep, keep vamping. 
keep keep chatting it up. Oh, listen, so Shooty Hoops is happening. If you don't already know, uh, I would like to invite you to stand up for the national anthem, um, which is March Madness by our Lord and Savior, Future, the King of the Streets. <laughs> so the month, uh, the month of March is basketball month, especially spring, like the next three weeks is basketball month, uh, except for 2K, um, which, quick side part, video games, sports video games, NCAA, uh, college hoops, I think either got an official release date or officially like announced like, okay, this is real. Gives me hope for NCAA hoops because that was a good game. I just don't want 2K to make it. Mm-hmm. So in similar vein, uh, I was talking with some friends the other day about that because hopefully this means that players can get paid. Because if they're going to be making money off of them, you should be giving that to them. More specifically, and more poignantly, y'all better be paying the women because y'all be disrespecting them way too much. Listen, they gave them a $2 sandwich. It was like, yo, be caught. Yeah, like, be grateful we gave you something. Like, the NCAA, Did you NCAA forget should be the absolutely sandwiches. ashamed. Absolutely Did you see ashamed. their weight room? Yes. yes. Their Bruh, weight room, the swag bag. They're... The, the food. Like, well, okay. Oh, it was so bad. Wait, room. It was just a dumbbell tree. And they didn't even have any dumbbells where it's like, bro, these women is fit. You know they're lifting more than two and a half pound dumbbells. These are, the, this, these, again, are the pinnacle of college athletics. These are the best teams in women's basketball. And they gave them one, one dumbbell tree with the highest weight being 35 pounds. Like, first of all, the complete and utter disrespect um and then again i saw people saying like title nine violation blah 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 i don't need, like we shouldn't even have to talk to this about being a title nine violation from the jump these are the best women in basketball they should have got explain to me what a title nine violation is title nine is equal opportunity and equal okay. like uh, equal opportunity equal facilities for both men and women that's why like okay. certain schools have more girls teams than guys teams like um because they have to be an equal number of girls teams and an equal number of guy teams well women and men's teams have to have an equal number they have to be equal participation they have to have equal scholarship it's basically like performance it's like it's like uh what's the thing the republicans always complain with black people yes yeah, that thing. <laughs> uh, affirmative action. It's literally it's affirmative action for women's sports in, in, in college. That's what it is. Yeah, and it's go Yeah. I, sorry, I, I, I won't go ahead, go off, Matt. You you had a rant that was gonna be fire and I distracted you. No, I I mean, yes, I do. I do kinda have a rant, but this is I'm not gonna do that here. Because I would like to think that my words can move and affect people so poignantly that it's going to reach all the way to the top. This isn't the place to do that. Um, but I will say, if it's about saving money, NCAA, because we know you guys are greedy. We know, like, for whatever reason, you just, like, want to hoard money and not share it. If it's about saving money, then literally, like, take whatever the guys had, expand it just a little bit, and cut the time in half. Like, if that's really what you're going to do. Now, there may be schedule issues because there's a lot of teams at the beginning of NCAA. But by day game day three, a lot of those teams are already headed home. Yep. I mean, if it's really about that, instead of, like, embarrassing yourselves. Wait, are they all in Indianapolis? 
Uh, no, I believe the women are, are in a different town. I think they're still in Indiana, but I'm not sure if they're in Indianapolis. Okay. So, but still, there's not a good look. The fact you had to get bullied on the internet into bringing in, oh, this was, uh, this was, it's it's almost like whenever you're watching an anime and they get to the end and you find out the one piece is the friends they made along the way. Right. That's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, very disappointed because there's definitely a treasure at the end of that rainbow. But long story talk, and again, I want to, no one knows the full story, but, uh, I think we should San Antonio. Yeah, he learned San Antonio. We need to elect Jay Billis to be the president of the NCAA right now because that man said it exactly right. Not only did the head of the NCAA not say anything, he had to get caught in a corner by a reporter before he said anything. And when he did say anything, it sounded like victim blaming. And again, we're not going to get into like what victim blaming is. You can look it up. Google is the thing. But he was basically saying oh, well, you know, the women, like, uh, you know, we really didn't have the time or the space. To... You literally had a full month. Had the space. You had the space, time, money, and energy, and a full month because the men's tournament was announced, placed, and, and ready to go a full month before the women's tournament even was announced. I honestly feel like this is one of those things where somebody jokingly was like, let's make them a kitchen. And, and, and then they're like, ooh, that's a little too racy. Let's back off that. We'll just give them a dumbbell tree and call it a day. And, and like the, the saddest part is, is like the director, of, the director of women's athletics is a woman herself. And she looked like she was caught off guard. So I feel bad for her. But like, yo, you got to get on your job. Cause she was she was on CNN almost crying, like she was like, "Hey, I, I'm I let myself down. I let these women down. I let all of women's athletic down." I'm like, "I mean, you're not wrong. Yes, you did, but like, screw the head of the NCAA, man. That dude just like threw old girl underneath the bus and was hiding in an office until until somebody ran up in his trap house and was like, "Yo, cuz, what's happening? What are you doing?" And he was like, "Um, yeah, we messed up. We're gonna fix it." And he didn't even say they messed up because he didn't admit any guilt. It was like, oh, we need to... Never do. It was an oversight. All right, I'm going to reel it back in. We're going you know, to... I got I got it now. So I appreciate the vamping. I, did, I It's like... This is one of those topics where it's like, I don't want to cut it short. Cause I don't want to be disrespectful. <laughs> yeah. But we got to bring it back in a little video game stuff, right? Real quick. All right, so um, Xbox has officially... Microsoft has officially acquired... Uh, what is it? ZeniMax, which is the mother company to Bethesda. Bethesda makes the games um, that everybody knows that I don't like. Uh, but they're so Xbox in doing so shortly after the acquisition, they revealed they're going to put 20 games on Game Pass. Uh, some of them having increased FPS uh, going on with that as well. So, but Dishonor, Dishonor 2, Doom, Doom 2, Doom 64, Doom 3, Doom Eternal, Fallout New Vegas, Fallout 4, 76, Prey, Rage 2, uh, Elder Scrolls. Three, they're doing Elder Scrolls Morrowind, Oblivion, Skyrim, Online, Evil Within, not Evil Within 2, weird choice, uh, Wolfenstein New Order, The Old Blood, Young Blood, and, uh, and then it says, of these, all but Morrowind, Oblivion, TES Online, and Fallout New Vegas will be available through Cloud Play for Xbox Game Pass, Ultimate Members Only. Fun fact, though, that I've, I've heard, not all these games are on the uh, Game Pass for PC. So if you're on PC with Game Pass, uh, tweet at Phil Spencer. Let him know you want it fixed. 
Um, but most interesting, I think, that came from this announcement was straight from Phil Spencer. Uh, and I'm pulling this from IGN because that was the easiest place for me to find as quickly as I could. Was this quote that we got here. It's, it's a bit long, so bear with me. Obviously, I can't sit here and say every Bethesda game is exclusive because we know that's not true. There's contractual obligations that we're going to see through, as we always do in every one of these instances. We have games that exist on other platforms, and we're going to go, we're going to go support those games on the platforms they're on. There's communities of players. We love those communities, and we'll continue to invest in them. And even in the future, there may be things that have contractual things or legacy on different platforms that we'll go do. But if you're an Xbox customer, the thing I want you to know is that this is about delivering great exclusive games for you that ship on platforms where Game Pass exists. That's our goal. That's why we're doing this. That's the root of this partnership that we're building and the creative capability we'll be able to bring to market for Xbox customers is going to be the best it's ever been for Xbox after we're done here. So it was a bit long. I get it, and I'm reading it. It's a little different than when Big Homie Phil says it, yeah, but it's boy. a weird statement to state it's, to make. It's weird English. At it's it's bad. It's 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 corporate speak at its best, right? It's like, hey, listen, we have contractual obligations. We're not going to violate those contracts because we have to. We want to make sure our Xbox that our fans of our games and our series are supported. But just so you know, we didn't do this just as a business move this was this is chess move right we're bringing these games to xbox here's the funny part it doesn't say we're bringing this to xbox it says we're bringing this to platforms where xcloud is playable which is xbox pc game pass game pass game pass game pass is on pc game pass is on xbox Game Pass is supposedly coming to Switch. Confirmed or unconfirmed? Uh, unconfirmed for two years now. Unconfirmed, but rumored to be coming to Switch. For two years, yeah. Yeah. There was a rumor floating around that, that they approached Sony to say, hey, we would like to get Game Pass on PlayStation. Is this them boxing Sony into a list, into a corner saying, hey, you should have Game Pass on, you should have Game Pass on PlayStation? That's question number one. And this goes for both you and Matt. Question number two. Matt, I know it's not Halo, but, you know. <laughs> it's PlayStation, so you can answer this. Question number two. Like, what is the right response from PlayStation? Is it to continue to strengthen their... Because I think they should continue to strengthen their relationship with Square Enix. Possibly buy them out. Make Square Enix a first-party producer. Uh, doubt that'll happen. But, like... Does this force PlayStation to make PlayStation Now more viable, more interesting, more integrated? So I guess those are my three questions. Go ahead, Matt. Um, and so, uh, repeat the first question. Shoot, I already forgot. Um, <laughs> yes. uh, I said, does this like is this a chess move to make PlayStation have Game Pass on there? Uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna work backwards, kind of. So PlayStation Now, I PlayStation Now was always uh, 
it was a good idea. I just don't know whether it was something that they came out with and realized, oh, that's not where the money is. And so it kind of like fell to the wayside. It's like people can do it if they want to, but we're not going to, we don't really care about that. Um, and so because of that, I I just don't know if it's something that they should continue, like personally. Um, don't get me wrong. It's cool. I love it. I did a free trial that I ended up paying like four or five months on just because I kept forgetting about it. And I only touched uh sonic adventure 2 battle like twice and maybe the original sly cooper games yes sir um which which need a remaster criminal that they haven't had one already um and with and maybe because backwards compatibility right now is limited to mostly ps4 games maybe it is something that can't stick around for a little longer um but i I don't know. I, I'm just like stuck in like this middle ground of like, I don't care enough about it to like be like, oh yeah, they can do whatever they want with it versus like if you want to have it optimize it and maybe do transform it into something kind of like Game Pass more so uh, because if you've been in there I don't know when the last time you looked at PlayStation Now was there they have options but none of them are the good options. They're like games that you're just like, there are a few really good games that they're like, oh, Sly Cooper, oh, Sonic Adventure 2 Battle. But then you're like, I wonder if they have this game. And literally the next five games you're trying to search for, they, they just aren't on there. And so then it's like... Here's how I describe Game Pass. Game Pass is like going to a high school cafeteria. There's options there. There's food. You're going to eat. Are you going to like it? <laughs> uh, <laughs> depends on how hungry you are. Yeah. <laughs> That's honestly how I feel about uh, uh, PlayStation Now. And I've been screaming and evangelizing for this movement since the jump. And I, I heard Brian Altano reiterate it. I don't know where the first person who I heard it from. I know I was saying it before I heard Brian say it, but I'll give him credit because he was saying it on a much larger platform than ours. Um, take PlayStation Now. Put it in with PlayStation Plus. 60 bucks a year. Shoot, even if you make it 65 or 70, I'm just going to pay for the yearly. You pay for PlayStation Plus, you get PlayStation Now automatically integrated. There's no reason I should be paying a separate amount for this separate service that lives within the ecosystem. Like, look at Apple, right? Like, if you, Apple, you can do whatever you want. Buy this, buy that, subscribe to this, subscribe to that. But if you want to save some money and make it all easy, Apple One Unlimited. You hit one button, you subscribe to this thing, you get everything. Uh, to be fair, they just did that last year. They, exactly. But at least they so, did it. They, it's there. So somebody's done it, right? Adobe, Creative Cloud, right? You could pay for all these junk and eventually, or you could just pay for Creative Cloud and you get everything. And if you're a finesser, mm -hmm. you get a student account <laughs> and you pay student prices until 2024. For, for legal reasons, this is satire. <laughs> so I, I guess when it comes to like PlayStation Now, I guess... I don't think that service is great. I've never used it myself. I will uh, remind you guys that Jim Ryan, um, a Sony Interactive Entertainment CEO, told uh, this is coming from TASS. What is this webpage? This is USGamer.net looks like. Um, told them, you know, when they were asked, you know, do 
the subscription service allows access to library of games on Xbox consoles and PCs. And they were they asked them, you know, in, in regards to Game Pass, like, what is your response? What do you guys have in the in the in, in play? And it, Jim Ryan's response was, "There's actually news to come, but just not today. We have PlayStation Now, which is our subscription service, and that is available in a number of markets." So yes, they kind of left it at that. But Caleb, I mean Matt, even we talked about earlier the show the ten new games that they're adding to play at stay at home, like ten great games. Like I don't think there's a single game on that list. Like yes, some of them don't speak to you, to us as individuals, but I don't think there's a single game that's on that list that's below good. I agree. As, as far as reviews go, you know what I mean. And that's I that's I think what PlayStation's niches is they have great games exactly and up until these bethesda games and even some of the bethesda games they're not rated amazing they're good to great games and that's what game pass is game pass is full it's a sea of good to great there's no amazing games it's it's a lot of i don't want to say mediocrity because i feel like that degrades the actual value of what those games are and the work that's put into them um but there's no like outstanding games but Let's let's go through this real quick. Last year, PlayStation Plus. You got Uncharted Nathan Drake Collection, Goat Simulator, Bioshock Collection, Sims 4, Firewall Zero Hours VR game, Shadow of the Colossus, Sonic Forces, Trash Games. So I'll give you that one. Uncharted 4 Thieves in, and uh, Dirt Rally 2.0, City Skylines, Farming Simulator, Call of Duty World War II, Star Wars Battlefront 2, NBA 2K20, Rise of Tomb Raider, 20-year anniversary. Uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 Campaign, Fall Guys, Player Known Battlegrounds, Street Fighter V, Need for Speed Payback, Vampire, Middle Earth Shadow War, Hollow Knight, Void Heart, Bug Snacks, Worms Rundle, Rumble, Just Cause 4, Rocket Arena. That was just for 2020 and PlayStation Plus. Like those, a, a lot of those games on that list, bangers. Uncharted, both of them. Sims, great. Bioshock's great. Uh, Shadow of the Colossus is, you know, people love that game from back in the day. Star Wars Battlefront 2, which has an, an awesome campaign and just an amazing support on their multiplayer. Uh, the game we no longer speak of. Tomb Raider, Call of Duty on there twice. Like, PlayStation is getting these games on their console for free. And, like, we talk every month, Caleb, about how much you don't know any of the games that are on the Xbox Games with Gold. Every single month, there's more games that I don't know where they came from, and they just keep coming. Yeah, and I don't, I don't, and, have, I don't have answers. Let me see. I didn't pull this up before, but let me. I mean, it's not quite as clean as the other one, but like, like, I, let me keep see if I can find a list. But there's like the games with the gold aren't all amazing. They're there they're good but it's not like you're getting these awesome games every now and then you'll get some good ones um and it's also weird how they break it up so all right here we go all right so let's start with december 2020 bleed 2 stacking the raven remastered saints row get out of hell there's a game i've heard uh, Aragami, Shadow Edition, Swim Sanity, Full Spectrum Warrior, Lego Indiana Jones, Slay Away, Camp, Made of Skur, 
Sphinx and the Cursed Mummy, Costume Quest, Tom Clancy's Division, uh, Blob 2, Override, Red Faction. Like, and the list goes on and on for games with gold that you get for free. Like, there's very few games on here. I'm not going to say they're bad games, but it's not like you're getting the exclusive titles. You're not getting there. And maybe you've already gotten the exclusive titles because there's only six of them on the Xbox One. Like, they don't have a lot to brag about. And I know I dog on Xbox all the time, and I love that Game Pass, like you said, Caleb, is, is driving that competitiveness, but I don't think Sony has to respond right now. There's nothing to respond to. Like, they, uh, Phil's comes out and says, these games are coming to consoles with Game Pass on them. What games went? Yeah. Deathloop, coming to PlayStation exclusively from Bethesda. Uh, what was that? Ghostwire? Yeah, Ghost, yeah, yeah. Ghostwire you know, Protocol, I think. Yeah, coming to PlayStation exclusive. You have Doom 3 VR coming to PlayStation. These are all Bethesda games that are already contracted to come to PlayStation. You have games in the future that are coming out, but what is it, Starfield? Yeah, is that, that's, uh, yeah Starfield, is Starfield and Elder Scrolls 6 are the two biggest ones. Elder Scrolls 6. Uh, yeah, and we have, so we how, have names. We have names and pictures. That's yeah. all we have. So how far how far out is Starfield? Like is Starfield coming this year? And if it's coming out this year, do you think they're gonna be like, oh, we just bought you? I know you're working on it, but we're not dropping on the PlayStation now. Like if it's that close, I could see them leaving it on there. And it's it, he kind of mentions that in his little little bit there, where it's uh, there may be things that have contractual things or legacy on different platforms that we'll go do. Is that one of the contractual things? Is it not? It's not like they're going to take all these old games that are already released on the console off. So what is the impact of owning Bethesda now short of those around Game Pass? Like, yes, this could be great for the future. This does nothing to me for Xbox now. And I know I don't like Bethesda, and I've said that countless times, and I'll continue to say it because I'm just not a fan. There's nothing that's on here that's not on PlayStation, and some of these games have been free on PlayStation. Fallout 76 is on your PlayStation 5 for free if you have PlayStation. Or is it Fallout 4? It might be both of them. It's already there. Like I, Half these games have been free in some way, shape, or form in the next over the last five years. So there's nothing that Xbox has done short of spent $7.4 billion to acquire a company that changes them from PlayStation at this point. Hmm. I, I mean, you guys know the one game. I've said it here multiple times, and you guys will hear me say it again. I'm not buying an Xbox until Fable is announced. Not like announced. Like We have a release date. We have a game. It's coming. There's a Fable edition. You buy an Xbox, you get Fable with it. I'm going to buy that. I'm going to play Fable, I'm going to beat Fable, and then the Xbox will continue to sit there in complete obsolete, ob like, I might move it to the big parlor so my dad can watch Hulu. That's about it. Mm -hmm. that, that, that Xbox does, like, and if Fable comes to PC, uh, I might not buy that limited edition Fable Xbox, I might not. If, if I could play Fable on my PC, yeah, I'm gonna do that. But uh, I can, again, let's just say it this way. 
Bethesda games existed on PC before the Xbox was even a thing. So I doubt they're going to pull those games from the PC. So I can play Skyrim on PC. I, listen, I, I own Skyrim on like nine different consoles. It's stupid. A 360, a PS3, a PS4, two different PS4s, uh, an Xbox One, uh, a PC, and a Nintendo Switch. If I had it on, if it, I have the even the the mobile game for it, so I'm not Blades. worried. About, yeah, I'm not worried about Elder Scrolls Six not coming to PlayStation. And let's say it doesn't come to PlayStation, I will play it on PC because I know for a fact it will be there. Starfield, let's say it gets a console exclusivity window, I'll wait. If it's really that great, I'll wait for it to come to PC. Um, I do think that PlayStation has to do something. I just I just don't know what. It sounds like they have an idea in the back of the mind. And they would know better than I would what the, like, I'm sure they're looking at the numbers. Uh, the people at PlayStation have been in business and they know what they're doing, except for that one idiot that came out on stage and said, you're going to need to get a second job to buy a PS3. <laughs> and you see what happened to him. Fired. <laughs> so um, I'm interested. I love Bethesda. They're one of my top publishers. You guys know that. Played Skyrim more than I care to admit. Um, but I'm interested to see. It's a play. Let's see what uh, let's see what PlayStation does. And I don't and I don't think PlayStation has to respond until they have to respond. And at this point, there's no need to. Like you haven't you haven't taken anything from PlayStation players yet. Uh, there's nothing that's on Xbox that isn't on PlayStation for from Bethesda yet. There's three games that are coming out to PlayStation exclusively that won't be on Xbox. So it's like PlayStation not only saved themselves $7.4 billion, but they still have the games coming. Like that, that's what's crazy about this deal to me. And, and all, I know I sound like a Sony pony, but all these, like all these Xbox fanboys were like, and I don't mean that in a derogatory term. I apologize. Um, But all these Xbox fan guys. yeah, Yeah. All these Xbox fan guys out there, and they're talking about how, you know, oh, now they have, we have Bethesda now. That's not going to do you any good for, what, at least a year? If if Starfield comes out within a year for Xbox exclusively? And what if it, I, I want that to come out to both consoles just to see the look in those people's face when they're like, wait a second. I thought I, thought I had to have an Xbox for this. How, why, why is that, like... And that that's what's weird about this acquisition is it's there's no true exclusivity to the owner of the company for nine months. I mean like I, I, it's it's a it's, mid year purchase in, in in quarter three of a pandemic, so <laughs> they they bought an entire company for seventy billion dollars in quarter three of a pandemic. I wouldn't say it's a panic buy, but it's, it was definitely, a, it was like, okay, like, this, good for you. It was a strengthening buy. Yeah. And it'll be interesting to see if the quality of the games from Bethesda get better, because it just seems like over the years, instead of them getting better, they've gotten worse, with with some exceptions. Like, Doom Eternal's gotten much, I feel like, is much better than Doom 2016 was. Um, seems like Wolfenstein dove off a cliff after uh the second one new what new order i listen I new played, order I, young I played, blood. I played the first the old blood. for seven minutes and i was done 
Yo, the, the new, uh, Wolfenstein New Order is dope. Wolfenstein The Old Blood, uh, I heard it was okay, and then Young Blood was just trash. Young Blood is the one with his two kids, right? Yep, and it was multiplayer, very heavy on multiplayer. So, um, it doesn't seem like Bethesda has gotten better over the years. It seems like they've gone the Bioware route and just gotten worse, but stuck to their same titles and 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 names. I mean, Prey, Prey is another one. Like, I guess critically it was all right, but commercially it bombed. I remember getting Prey and, just because like the critics would not shut up about it. I don't think I played it for more than a week, and I got like seventy-five percent of the way there. Rage Two, Rage Two was again another bomb from Bethesda. So it's it's weird that they acquired this team that has this legacy, but hasn't like executed on that legacy in the last five years, six years. I mean, Fallout Four is worse than Fallout Three. Fallout Seventy Six was a dumpster truck on fire. That they've had to fix over and over again, so it's it's a weird acquisition. Acquisition, yeah. Uh, it's it's something that, again, I hope you know the Microsoft money helps them create bigger, better, badder games, badder in a good way, games. Um, so they're not stressing about where they're getting their money from while producing, while doing this other stuff. But I mean, only time will tell. And there's nothing on the horizon from Bethesda to Xbox at all. And it's just, it's really weird to hear the brag. I mean, like we've said it before on this podcast and multiple other podcasts, like pride comes before the fall, right? We've seen like PlayStation be very, very prideful and eat crow. And honestly, for the Xbox, for the Xbox people, great you have a more powerful console but y'all still don't have games said it before i'll say it again i'll take camaro v8 full tank gas at all times over bugatti with no gas any day yeah okay if you ain't got no games to play well i get it and there's no games exclusive to xbox series consoles at all short of the up 2k come on ricky you can come at me congratulations on getting that new job i'm proud of you bro but you ain't got games to play in your xbox series except for that 2k that you're still playing and i don't understand guaranteed that. I, just, I don't know we all got our things. still play that anyway i mean look caleb we all make mistakes you know how it is <laughs> <laughs> love you ricky all right gentlemen let's go and get out of here i'm i'm real tired I feel like I'm fading away on this. So, Matt, why don't you go ahead and tell them where they can find you and us at. Guys, I already told you where you can find me, and that's as much self-promo as I need for the day because, honestly, I'm not that interesting as a person. So, instead, you can follow us on all social media at The TDM Show on Facebook and Twitter. Um, you could join us on Twitter. That's where the conversations always happen. You can use hashtag t- uh, The TDM Show. Uh, we're on Instagram at TDM Show. But if you want to stay in contact with us, you can always go to our website, whitenosestudio.com slash show. There's a form. You can say hi. You can drop suggestions for topics or guests you want to see on the podcast. We're available on all platforms that podcasts are streaming. So be sure to uh, like us, rate, review, and don't forget to share us with your friends. And gentlemen, you just witnessed history happening. Caleb, I think we've been doing this for three years. This might be the first time Matt has ever only plugged himself once in an episode. 
<laughs> no, I do. No, no I, I typically do it once. No, every episode. And I love you, man. And I've I've thought about like calling you out on this, but but this is just opportune time. Like I don't mean to call you on like a negative aspect, but yeah, it's yeah, always, yeah. hey everybody, this is Matt. You can find me. And then you end the episode with the same thing. And I'm just like, bro, I love you. Always, <laughs> always putting yourself out there. And that's what's so great about it. But I just, I just had I had to because you called it out yourself. You already did it once this episode. Go back and listen to him. I promise you, every single episode, you start and end with plugging yourself. I love it. I Gotta love, love it. Kim, love it. where can they find you at? Hey, you can find me on Instagram at Old Man Mookie. Uh, like I said, send me a message. I'll send you the invite code to X Hero. Uh, let me know uh, what you're trying to get down on, because otherwise, I'm not accepting anybody. Some dude messaged me. was like, bro, call me. I'm the dude from the boat. And I was like, clearly, you don't know me, because... <laughs> I don't swim, so therefore I don't go on boats. Salam alaikum, block. <laughs> Dude, it was like it was clearly like a bot or or like one of these like scammers because it was just like number, and then it was like, "Dude, remember me? I'm the guy from the boat. Call me, man." And I clicked on the profile. It's like I love stocks and yachts, and I'm like, block, <laughs> block. Yeah, follow me on Instagram at Old Man Mookie. I might accept you. Just let me know you listen to the pod. And uh, we can talk about all the things that are aggravating, especially 2K. And, guys, you can find me on Twitter at Tongsy, T-O-N-N-K-S-Y. Uh, if you're going to send me a message, though, like, I'm cool if you follow me. But if you're going to send me a message, let me know why you're sending me a message. Because these randoms just, as Caleb said, the boss is scary. Uh, but that's our show this week. We love you all. Thank you all for listening. Um, stay safe out there. Keep washing your hands. Keep wearing that mask. And, but most importantly, stop the hate. Stop the Asian hate. Let's all be kind to each other. Spread love. Spread kindness out there. Doesn't matter if you're Xbox, Switch, or PlayStation. We love you all the same. Same thing goes for the way you, you know, person you are. So have a great week. Hope you all be back next time.